dig. Welcome to the Things We Dig podcast, where we talk about pop culture and bullshit. On today's episode, I'm going to have to throw out The Dark Knight, man. It might be a little cliche, but I think it's such a fucking awesome Batman movie. Hands down, his most iconic out there original movie is Inception. Like, I'd be like, oh shit, like, I feel like I'm realizing that I'm dreaming. And as soon as I'd realize that I was dreaming, I would wake up from the dream. All right, listeners, welcome back to the Things We Dig podcast. Hope you're ready for a mind-bending adventure this week because we are going to be talking about all things Christopher Nolan and focusing on Inception. All right, but before we get into it, I thought I'd bring back the lightning round because we have not done one in a while. Since I picked Inception for this, though, uh, we're going to do your favorite Christopher Nolan film. Obviously, Inception would be mine, but since we're doing the pod on it, I'm going to go with my second favorite, which is Dunkirk. Wild movie. I've only seen it once, so I can't really speak on that. I had to look at the list really quick, but I'm going to throw out The Prestige, which is probably extremely underrated, but that movie was fucking wild. I don't think it's underrated, but I think it's overlooked. I don't think a lot of people know about Mm -hmm. it as time goes on. That movie is so good, man. Great yeah, movie. I would call it underappreciated. I've met a lot of people who haven't seen it, but almost everyone who has ranks it as one of the greatest movies they've ever seen. You know, Great like movie. how Hollywood always does that? Like, it was weird, but when that came out, not too long after that, The Illusionist came out. I think that's what it was called. And it was with uh, Edward Norton. There are periods of time where I feel like movies come out around the same time, like almost like somebody gave out a screenplay to two different directors and was just like, let's see what happens. Or like somebody saw the idea and was like, nah, that's stupid. And then they're like, I'm going to take that basic premise and make my own movie. Yeah. They're always like slight differences. So it's like the main theme, but. Goddamn Hollywood. But this is really hard for me because we've done a few Nolan uh, films on the pod. Chris, as we all know, is a huge Christopher Nolan fan, as we all are, but Chris by far probably is the most diehard. And I'm going to have to throw out The Dark Knight, man. It might be a little cliche, but I think it's such a fucking awesome Batman movie. I like the trilogy overall. Some people don't appreciate the third film, but I thought it, I liked how they wrapped it all up. And I feel like it kind of got at your emotions a little bit in the last one too. So I enjoyed it overall, but the second one by far, RIP Heath Ledger as well. Just amazing. Hell yeah, man. I love that movie. All right. So uh, whichever one of you wants to give your thoughts on Inception. If you're not familiar with it, it's a movie that came out in 2010 starring Leonardo DiCaprio. And he has the rare ability and access to a machine in our current timeline that lets you jump into people's dreams and basically into their subconscious and interact with them. Him and his team use this uh, to steal trade secrets. So this movie is, he gets recruited by a corporation to do some crazy shit, jumps into a dream world of this team, and things quickly go off the rails. It's uh, honestly one of my all-time favorite films, and Christopher Nolan is definitely my favorite director of all time. So I want to know what your guys' thoughts are on this film. Um, Inception. Holy shit, guys. 
talking about talk about an original movie. I couldn't really compare it. I couldn't really say the plot similar to anything else. Nolan came out with such a far right field idea that has its moments where you're like, okay, do you question it? Like how, what, like what's going on? You just inject yourself with this mysterious liquid IV that, that puts you into a sleep so deep that you fall into the mind of somebody else's subconscious. And then from there you can go like, it was super wild. It took me a minute, but it really doesn't leave any room for confusion. If you just open your mind. And I remember exactly where I was when I saw this in San Diego and it just blew my mind. I mean, Nolan has so many great movies, the prestige I've mentioned, but I think hands down his most iconic out there original movie is inception. I mean, he's done so much, but but this movie is just so wild. And the preview alone where it showed him and uh, what's his name? Or oh, how? it's um, Elliot uh, Page. Elliot. Elliot Page, yeah. Yes. That scene where they're sitting there and you have no idea what's going on. But that scene where it shows the shit folding up and the and the buildings and you're like, oh, my God. God. And that so I didn't wild. even know what the plot was. I didn't even know what was going on. But visually, it showed you this is crazy. And then I, the I also think it. that was one of the first trailers to use that sound. You know what I mean? And oh, it was the city yeah. was folding in on itself and it was doing that. And you were just like, damn, I don't know what this is, but, but I need to fucking see it. Totally the tones in the trailer and Nolan's good at doing that as well on Zimmer with his right? movies yeah like the combination of just the all around sounds that go with the visual of his films are always great but speaking on that like the city folding in on itself I would like to say they were the first ones to do it and I've seen it in so many more films since like Doctor Strange is one that comes to mind they kind of do that Doctor where they Strange, get realities yeah. and stuff but they were definitely an innovator in that I would like to say and it was so wild man and earlier today I was explaining the film to my girlfriend and she's never seen it and I was trying not to just over explain because obviously this movie is such a mind fuck in itself but the first time i saw this movie i think i saw it with chris i also believe i think i went with your brother al your little bro jared friend of the pod and a few of our other friends and we went to an early like matinee like the first movie showing of it and yeah i believe that was the first time i saw it i had seen the movie and was like i have to fucking see this movie again and hit you guys up so we all went and saw it and to touch on what you were saying, Alex, how it was like, uh, talk about an original movie. I think that's like why Nolan is my favorite director, because in this day and age, there's so many remakes and rehashes and sequels and prequels. And he, I mean, you could say Batman, but even that he did in a crazy new dark tone that almost like mm-hmm. ushered in this new era of superhero movies. But everything else he's done has been so original, like so off the wall, some definitely better than others, but I think they've all been amazing. And Inception, like you said, is just the fucking iconic one for sure. I honestly, I was telling Alex, I did not realize <laughs> Christopher Nolan did the prestige even. And I love that shit. And so I was like, wow, that's crazy. But I first knew Nolan and heard his name from the Dark Knight trilogy. And I thought that was such the coolest, craziest take on Batman. It seemed so realistic, especially at the time. I feel like it still holds up as a trilogy. I was telling Alex, the third movie, a lot of people kind of hate on it i like how they wrapped up the trilogy as a whole left it open-ended that the robin might be coming or even what is it dark wing or dark knight or something uh but really dark knight what's oh, it called oh, like joseph gordon levitt oh uh, nightwing yeah nightwing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dark wing duck or something you know but, <laughs> but anyways when i went to see this movie 
I knew it looked crazy from the trailer, obviously, just the visuals, but it was such a mindfuck. It was my first introduction to Christopher Nolan's layers to his movie and how much attention to detail he truly puts in. That even still to this day, I can watch Inception and still be seeing or having a new take on something that I never noticed before. So it's definitely a fun movie to watch for that sense. It's almost like a puzzle and it's open for interpretation to a certain extent as well. And that's what I truly enjoyed about the film. Yeah. Like like I was saying earlier, Christopher Nolan is my favorite director of all time. And this movie, I don't know. I place it in my top five. Absolutely. For sure. It definitely in my top three, actually. And it's just, I've always been fascinated by the concept of dreaming. Just everything about it is wild. The fact that it can feel real. Time can pass so slowly or quickly in a dream. Like you can wake up and thought that that was reality. And then, no, you're back to the actual reality. So to see a director take the concept of dreaming and turn it into an action film with an actual good story wrapped around it and visually amazing was like just hit all the boxes for me like absolutely mm-hmm. i i can watch it i watch it at least a couple times a year and just the whole way that the plot moves and they just go further and further into multiple dreams and the way they have to kick themselves and bring it back out he the way he uses the cinematography and the music and it just all like comes together so well in the end almost like a play and it's uh i just can't say enough well about it definitely one of my favorite parts about it is that hallway scene just to learn later that it wasn't cgi any of it they built a giant rotating hallway and uh joseph gordon levitt's character and uh just that one random bad guy who's like the mm-hmm. program that blocks you or whatever. Just have a badass fight scene in there as he's trying to like detonate the bomb in the elevator and send him down and just very creative ideas. Uh, I loved it a lot. That was the um, that was that another scene that they showed in the preview too. That you didn't I didn't necessarily know the plot and it shows the rotating and them fighting and it was like that alone visually set you up to be like I'm gonna see this movie no matter what. But the idea that yeah you can go into your dream you can do things. And I think these Nolan movies, you really have to watch multiple times. Like I could still go back and watch that and go back and watch all these movies. I mean, we didn't bring up Memento, which is where it's all started for him, where you have to go back and rewatch these movies. And now, of course, knowing certain part ports, knowing certain parts of the movie that you didn't know were dreams. And then you go back and you're like, that's a dream or he's in this part. You can kind of open your mind up a little bit and just, I mean, every movie, probably Batman, you know, was a little more typical but but even then going back and re-watching all his movies Dunkirk I gotta go back and watch he's just I don't know if uh Hans Zimmer has pretty much been the music guy for all of them but I mean yeah we could we could probably list every movie here and say how amazing it is and he's got another one coming out soon it's gonna be great with uh the guy from Peaky Blinders uh called Oppenheimer and uh it's going well, to I I hate to admit it, but I've yet to see Dunkirk and what was the other the the first Memento. I still haven't watched Memento. Ah, dude, Memento, Memento is really good. Dunkirk Man is a movie you got to put on and just crank the fucking volume up, turn the lights off, and have an experience. There's not a whole lot of dialogue in the film, but it's just amazing from front to back. It just tells the story of these soldiers stuck on a fucking beach waiting to die, basically, and it's almost all told through cinematography and sound, which it's yeah, so cool. true story too, right? Yes, absolutely. It's so yeah, story. completely, completely not fiction which he's probably done but one of his just like war depictions so talking about uh that hallway scene in 
Inception, I think that's probably my favorite scene or some other ones wrapped around the whole kick sequence and how they get out of the dream. What would you say is your guys' favorite scene of the movie? I know it's kind of fucked up. The whole movie as a whole, there's so many crazy scenes and realizations as well as it unfolds. But for me, something that always sticks with me visually in the film is the ending. And sorry to skip to the ending, but... um. What, what do they call the thing that ties them to reality? The, a token? Totem. Token. Totem. 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 Yeah. You know, he spins his top in the end and he sees his kids and you finally see them turn and you see their faces. And so you're like, oh, it's real. But you're watching it, his totem, and it's kind of shaking a little bit. And you're like, oh, it's going to mm-hmm. fall. And they leave it up to you. Christopher Nolan leaves it up to you in the end. And I like yeah. to believe that it's a happy ending. But... The movie in itself is so insane that it's like, that's always sticks with me, man. That after this wild ride and after watching it multiple times, you always end with that image and then Mm -hmm. it cuts away to the credit. And that's what sticks with me the most always from the film visually. Dude, that's wild. Uh, I, I couldn't think of any other scenes. That scene is probably wild too, but for some reason, when he starts taking Elliot Page throughout to kind of teach her how to create these worlds and she gets a little cocky and starts just like creating bridges and doing all this. And it just takes you through this wild ride of her visually doing it. And all of a sudden he's like, Hey, be careful. People are going to start noticing. And then you notice all the people just keep looking at her and giving her dirty looks like it's his subconscious starting to basically not trust her. And uh, what do they do? They grab her and basically stab her or kill her. And oh, she's well, like, I felt that. His wife comes and it's stabs her, but it wakes her up from the dream. And he explains to her like, you know, and then she's like, what the fuck was that? And Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character explains who his wife is and what uh, happened. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that's another, uh, yeah. such Super a deep mind. Scene. It's such another deep mind fuck because how many, how many years did he tell her they spent creating that <laughs> world? And Dude, 50? Uh, he said, yeah, something like 50 years down in that level. And then they came out and barely any time had passed in reality and she had lost it. She couldn't differentiate if it was real or not. Yeah, that's why they people have heard like, oh, we hear that you can pull off Inception and no one really knows like what he's talking about. And that's how he knows it can be done because he put the idea in her head of we need to lay ourselves in front of this train and fucking kill ourselves to get back to reality. And he was successful in incepting her because then she was in reality thinking that they had to kill themselves to get back to reality and their children. And she couldn't get it out of her head. And so like, obviously, uh, when you know she jumps to her death and he fucking fucks him up and leads to why he has to leave and the children and all that. And that's so crazy that like, oh, that's how I know how to do this. Like, because I made my wife kill herself by doing it. Yeah. Accident, but wild, wild scene. And Alex, super fucked up. What you were just talking about, that whole um, scene of Ariadne learning how the whole dream world works and everything, that whole exposition is you're learning how the dream world works. I almost picked that as my favorite scene, man. It's so very well done, like visually how I was showing it to the audience and like how easy it is to let it get out of hand. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Oh, dude, great. And especially talking about how confusing this movie is. They're like, how do we try and make sense of it? That was a great way to bring you into something that was so far-fetched. Like, what? What the fuck? You know, like... Also, the kick as well, you know, to get them back is pretty cool. And when they execute the final plan and the kick is going through all these different stages and time is slowly slower Mm -hmm. broken down slower and slower as they keep going deeper and deeper it's 
It's just really fucking cool. It makes you wonder. I've never done the research. Maybe Chris, you might know, or Alex, but have you ever heard like how long this movie was in development? Is this something he wrote a long time ago? Didn't you guys say he works with his brother as well? Yeah, he does work with his brother a lot. And I know he wanted to get this made for a long time, but I have no idea what a long time means in this instance. I don't know if a couple of years or he'd had the plan for decades, but he definitely fucking pulled that shit off. And not to bounce around a little bit, but you had touched David on the the totem at the end spinning. He had a little like what do you what do you call it like a top dreidel? Yeah, yeah spin dreidel top. or something like that. <laughs> not spin a dreidel, top. but yeah. And I feel like yeah, all, a top. Yeah, all throughout the movie when he had spun it, it had just stayed like absolutely constant when he was in the dream world. And it does seem like at the end it starts to waver just a little bit. And I know it's almost like enough to make you think, but I I agree with you, man. I like to think that after that whole crazy shit, he was able to go through the crucible and get back to his family and see them. Mm. But I I definitely wouldn't be surprised to hear Nolan if he ever came out in an interview and was like, yeah, in my mind, actually, he was he was always in the dream world. Like I would I would not be stuck. So what do you like it like it was impossible to get out? And he had thought, dude, I know, man. That's why I love movies like that, though. Definitely where it does leave it a little, it leaves it open in the end for your interpretation for anybody. It's like, it's art in a sense, you know, you it's, it's anybody's guess. Right. Um, and what do you think, Al? I think, I think it was going to fall and there was a happy ending and he could be back with his kids, but it did waver for that split second for you to be like, Oh, and then it cuts. You're just like, Oh man. Cause it still looked like it was going strong. Wouldn't it keep spinning? I guess if he was dreaming, was that the thing? It would continually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just would never uh, waver. I like the cool, like the concept of you shouldn't touch someone else's totem. And mm-hmm. uh, one other thing that was dope is I thought it was cool how there were different roles that these people played within the dream world. Most of them had their specialties that they played to. Like Cobb was kind of like a team leader. He kind of knew everything. He was an expert. But then there was like the architect who's got to build at the world that you're going to be in. And the one person who's going to populate it with people and just all the different layers and how they showed mm-hmm. that in the beginning with the guy who like fucked up the carpet. And that was so funny. Yeah. His face was on it. And he's like, this is polyester and fucking they get caught just like he knew yeah dude i know it was wild that's one thing and also kind of jumping around again too but just the opening of him on the beach getting taken in for an interrogation and it's an old man and you're just like what and how they tie that all back around as well in the end you find out yeah that was that guy Mm -hmm. you're like oh my god yeah fucking crazy dude Uh, I was talking earlier about how I'm fascinated by the concept of dreams. And I feel like this movie was heavily influenced by like lucid dreaming. Is that something you guys are familiar with? Or is that something you guys have ever experienced? Do you think like that's probably what influenced this movie? I will say I am one. I'm someone who dreams a lot. And I can usually remember a good chunk of my dream or sometimes even the entire dream. But I can't really truly say I've ever had a lucid dream to where I was in full realization in my dream that I was dreaming. Um, I've definitely woke up from dreams, though, and been like, I should have realized that was a dream, obviously, because things were all out of sorts and you just accept them as reality in your dream. But yeah, I can remember dreams, but... Honestly, I don't think I can say I've ever truly lucid dreamed. I think that 
Yeah, it's funny is that I haven't really done a lot of dreaming because I was smoking a lot of weed. And for some reason, for me, I just didn't remember my dreams. And lately, uh, I have stopped and my dreams came full fledged powertrain just hitting me like crazy, very fucked up, crazy dreams. Like David was saying, you wake up and you're like, I, this was a dream. Why would I ever think? But now the more that I've gone by, I still don't necessarily in my dream remember it being a dream. But I always heard that if you have a notebook next to you, and if the minute you wake up, write down your dream in as much detail as possible. And I heard that by keeping doing that, you can start to lucid dream to the point where sounds awesome. You could do whatever you want. You want to fly, you want to do all this stuff, which I would love to do. I've never actually done it because you know, we wake up and you're like, okay, now I got to sit in bed and write a whole paragraph of my whole dream. I'm being lazy. But I've heard about it and I heard that it's possible. That shit would be dope. Let's do uh, the lucid dream challenge out there. Any of you listeners, <laughs> I mean, go to our Instagram, yeah. flood our DMs with your yeah, lucid in their DMs. With for the next, I'll do it, dude. I'll try if I can remember a dream for the, for the next two weeks. I'll try to write my dreams and see. Dude, you gotta like in as much detail as possible write it down because, like they say, the minute you realize you're dreaming, like in, in uh, Inception, right? Once you you realize this is this isn't real, like you felt the rug, boom, game's up, and you're gonna wake up that's why it's the craziest thing though and maybe that's why writing it down does something to put it to memory because there's been countless dreams where i'm like i'm in my house this is where i live and it looks completely nothing like reality and then when i wake up i'm like that's so stupid that i just accept that as like reality in my dream it's weird Uh, yeah i don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie waking life it was like a rotoscopic movie they made probably in the early 2000s and it was all about lucid dreaming it kind of got me obsessed with the concept for a while and i really wanted to be able to learn how i feel like i only ever could through like fleeting moments like i was never able to have like i'd be like oh shit like i feel like i i'm realizing that i'm dreaming and as soon as i'd realize that i was dreaming i would wake up from the dream never able to hold on to it but the movie talks about that how when you're in a dream and nothing seems abnormal everything is like oh yeah this is totally normal blah 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 it's only once you're out of it that you're like holy shit everything uh why would i ever think that that was normal and i was a millionaire and had all this crazy (laughs) shit well dude (laughs) alex mentioned even like once you can lucid dream like flying i've had dreams in the past where i never was fully flying but i could run and sprint and almost like catch the wind draft fly and float and then come back down. And I was like, this is so sick in my dream, but it would be wild to just have full control like that. And then at that point, yeah, it's like inception, dude, to a certain extent. I would love for one of us or all of us to, to, to try it. I mean, really I could, we, we I'd give, give myself an extra five minutes to wake up. And usually I do it like I'll pee in between the night. So I'll have two dreams lately. I'll, I'll have a dream and I will go to wake up, pee, go back to bed. Sometimes, which you guys have done this too, have you ever, you wake up and you're like, fuck, the dream's crazy. And somehow it just sticks in your head and you go back to bed and you continue the dream. And it just feels like throughout your sleep, you continued this dream. Um, that's fucking wild to me. It's always, that's always the coolest feeling too. To yeah. like, man, that was so dope. And then you're like, man, I have to go pee. And you instantly fall back asleep and you're right back into it, dude. And have you guys ever tried to like a dream was really dope and you're like, I really want to fall back into this dream. And it just doesn't fucking happen, dude. It's gone yeah. with the wind forever. Well, um, it's I mean, funny. That's like lucid dreaming almost, or if you're trying to. Yeah, yeah, it feels well, real. I know. I, I don't know about you guys, but I can still remember dreams very dreams that were impactful from even when I was younger. And I remember, obviously, anyone listening to this podcast, we're all 
friends that have known each other for a very long time. And I remember back, like, I believe we were like probably freshmen, dude. And for whatever reason, we were talking about dreams. And I remember Alex, you had a dream and just the story of it, let alone, it was like funny as fuck, but it was also sad. Cause if you, do you remember it? You know what I'm talking about? Do you want Uh, to tell it? No. Well, which one, what was it? I could, so you told me, you told me, so we were like 15 year olds, 14, 15 year old boys. And we're just, you're like, yeah, once I had a dream and we were talking about this subject, just how crazy dreams are and how they can feel real. And even strangers in your dreams can be people that you know, which that's also weird as fuck. But you Mm -hmm. said you had a dream where you had a girlfriend and you loved her and you guys were madly in love in your dream. And it was awesome. And it was raining out in the field. And she was like, come out in the field and let's play in the rain. And it was like (laughs) the lightning storm. And you're like, no, we shouldn't. And she ran out and lightning struck her and killed her. And you said you were like heartbroken in your dream and you, and you woke up and and you felt really sad. And I remember being 14 years old, hearing you say that. It was so crazy and I felt for you, but how you ended it saying that made me laugh hysterically. So imagine you just waking uh, up super sad. (laughs) Well, yeah, was it? I mean, going back to Rick and Morty, you know, where you could put on that that arcade game and live somebody else's life. It was one of those things where how emotions are so heightened in these dreams that it 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 was like I had spent that that time with that person. And you question dreams because yeah, I still remember that. It was like that moment in my mind just was a flash of of a life that I once lived. And yeah, she got struck by lightning and I felt this deep sadness. And I was I woke up crying and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Dude, I have yeah. had similar crazy emotional experiences where you wake up sad, angry, fucking scared as shit. And it's just so wild how it can make your body react on that level to where like your brain is thinking that this shit is happening and your actual physical body is reacting in the way that it would. And just how crazy it can make you feel and the concept of time. How you're saying like, oh, you felt like you lived this other life. Like I've taken a 30 minute nap and woken up and be like, I just had no, I had a two hour dream. How was I asleep for 27 minutes when I just had a two fucking hour dream? Well, even so even weird. even breaking it down even to a smaller level, Chris, when we used to play around and pass each other out thinking that was funny. And I would it we was. would have dreams. We'd have dreams sometimes. You'd drift away and you'd slowly come back, but you'd be like refreshed. It was almost like hitting reboot on your brain for a second because it almost felt like you took like a nice refreshing nap. Sometimes I felt like I dreamed and I'd wake up confused because everyone was standing up laughing at you because you oh, were yeah. on the ground. It it's was like home. you went home. Uh, refreshing your brain and rebooting it is not good for you. Don't do, don't listen. To <laughs> yeah, kids, don't do the passing out game. <laughs> but I was going to say, fun, but don't do it. Something that's also super crazy about dreams is Alex in your dream, that girl, you didn't know her, but in your dream, she was like the love of your life in your dream at the time, you know? And that's what made you feel so sad. And I've had dreams where there's filler people like Inception that are just there and I don't really notice them. But I've also had dreams where I interact with people or am super cool with them. And then I wake up and I'm like, my brain just made up a person? Or do you guys think it could be deeper than that? I mean, dreams are... I've never gotten too deep into them, but they can be so realistic. And it's just weird that you can like create people in them as well. Yeah, they say it's like a 
I mean, the scientists or whoever, most of the shit I've read says it's like, you know, a projection of your subconscious, whatever, like things that are you're thinking about or themes in your life. But then there's people who say, I mean, not to get way out there, but like the Doctor Strange movie, oh, they're they're fusing to another reality. Or some people think like a past life or premonitions of the future, like deja vu. A lot of people think, oh, deja vu is something that happened to you in a dream. And almost like you saw it happening and then it happened in real life. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? Like, I've done this before and he dreamed it so i don't know man they're just so crazy it's such a it's such the one of the most mind-blowing concepts to me because everyone experiences it but there is no real way of of ever explaining it Mm. fully i don't feel like so no i think to this day people are still people are still trying to figure out sleep like why we have to sleep and if you don't sleep you will die why do we need to turn our shut our brain down and go into that subconscious Almost like they think our brains are so heightened that we have to sit down and our brain just has to fire off everything that's happening because if not, we would lose our shit. Well, I mean, you don't dream, you die. Pretty much, it's not the sleep. Pretty much, almost every living thing does need to sleep, though, right? I mean, to a certain extent. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. I can't think of any creature that does not need sleep. I mean, some much less than or more than others, but uh, they all need some form, some type of of hibernation of a sense. Here's not Mark Zuckerberg. He's a robot. (laughs) Here's one. Here's one more weird one, just for you guys. I don't know about you, but I've had countless dreams where people have either stabbed me or shot me and I feel it like it hurts in my dream. Have you guys ever had any dreams where people are like hurting you? Yes, dude. You were talking about earlier having like a dream that impacts your youth and you remember so crazy fully. I have that with the dream where I was probably, I don't know, eight, 10 maybe. And I had this dream, dude, that I was, there was a sh- car showroom on like the 30th or 40th floor of a skyscraper. And I fucking stole a car, turned it on and just drive it out the window, dude, of this showroom that's on the 30th floor. And I remember just oh, yeah. flying down, sitting in the seat, rocketing towards the ground and just being like, oh, boy! And I hit the ground and the steering wheel comes up flying towards my chest, dude. Remember it vividly. And I wake up in my bed and my fucking chest was on fire, dude. And it tripped me the fuck out because I'm sure stuff like that had happened before. But it was the first time as a kid I was old enough to realize that this pain is from what my mind was seeing in my dream. How is it possible? To where I was like looking at my chest and like nothing was wrong with it. It dissipated very quickly. But holy shit, dude. Yeah. I remember one time. I don't know what I was doing, but I was stung by a bee. And I felt the fucking pain of it. And I woke up and I looked down to where I was stung and there was a red, like a red mark to where it could have been anything. I don't even know what it was. But what blew my mind was that what if, say, an ant or a spider or something crawled on my leg and bit me in that split second, going back to like Inception, how time is just different in that split second, like maybe even Chris, somehow you just got like tight, like a cramp in your chest or something, but somehow your brain like decides to just turn it into a story. That's the only way I could explain the bee sting because I was like, how the fuck is there a red dot here? Like what, what the fuck happened? And you felt it. I don't know, one like of the, stomach cramps or something. I had a I had a dream when I was sick as a kid and there was a toilet and I went to the bathroom like normal and I was dreaming, dude. And as I was relieving myself Oops, in my pants. dream, if <laughs> 
it felt so good. And I woke up and I was like feeling so warm and I just woke up and I had totally pissed. And I was like, <laughs> I, was, I had to have been like in fourth grade or something. So I was like way past the point. And I never had an issue with peeing the bed. I know some people that's a thing and that's fine, you know, but I never had that issue. And so I felt so embarrassed to have to go to my parents' room and like tell my mom. And even she was like, what? You did what? And I was like, I peed all in my bed. <laughs> and I think my mom just got some towels and like threw them down. And she's like, I'll deal with this in the morning. She's like, there, that's, that's dry. <laughs> just put some newspapers on the floor first uh, wet dream there we go <laughs> yeah, alex i wonder like with what happened to you it's just the because like when you give people like a placebo say uh your body can have actual physical reactions to it so i almost wonder if you maybe not with a little red bump but i wonder what your body could manifest purely through the being tricked in a dream you know what i mean like yeah how, how far could your mind take that and and as fast i mean it made me think as fast as it was time how time is just I mean, when we dream, is it 30 seconds? It is 30 seconds. So like going back to Inception, he really did touch on that where what feels like such a long time was nothing. And I mean, has there been times you you ever hit the snooze button and I will go to bed and I'll wake up so fucking tired and I'll hit the snooze button and I shit you not, I will have a dream within that seven to nine minute window and be like, what? I don't know. Yeah, like I was saying, man, I would take a nap and be like, no, that wasn't a, a small nap. That was a two hour dream. Like how, how in mm-hmm. the world? It's the con- the concept of time. Everything about it uh, just bends my mind, man. I dig yeah, it. It's, uh, it's my favorite phenomenon. Dude, it's too wild. I, I don't want to go too deep into it, but I've always struggled with sleepwalking myself. And I could tell a billion stories about it. And that's another mystery is that I just will have these vivid dreams that I end up acting it out in real life. And um it's not fun actually none of it is fun it's very confusing but it's scary and it's just like what is going on yeah the fact that your subconscious can control your entire body and mind and your waking self is Mm -hmm. just not fucking there yeah it's truly insane damn well i appreciate you guys going down on that uh dream rabbit hole with me that was awesome (laughs) but to loop it back to inception did you guys have any other things you wanted to touch on with that dude i was just gonna bring up the fact that in the movie as well they're preparing this entire time and they know the guy's super rich they need to make him think he doesn't want to take over his father's company and obviously they're being paid to do it leonardo dicaprio's future hangs in the balance and everything that he wants so there's a lot riding on this and when they do get into the fucking dream world the guy has such intense security going at them that they're not even ready for it because Leonardo DiCaprio's character didn't even let them know that this would happen and so while they're in there they're even they have the bright idea to let's kill ourselves and just get out of it and nope surprise surprise they need to stay alive because if you die in this dream you're going to die in real life so the stakes are very high and that was one thing that I thought was really cool about the movie but it also was cool that Christopher Nolan made that a reality that people obviously people that are that rich would know about that and find out a way to arm themselves. Yeah, like the fact that there was corporate espionage going on all the time with that technology. Cobb talks about it, how he has already trained other people in the defense. Like that's its whole thing in itself. And wouldn't that be fucking crazy to be somewhere and then start to realize like, oh, holy shit, I've been pulled into a dream and these guys are trying to rob me 
right now. Like that in itself would be a wild fucking concept, man. Yeah, I really, I really think did they just train them like going into dreams and then they were just like, hey, this is what you do. You have to protect your mind. Or was it like a drug or something they took, or they were just I, experienced knowing? I think this they would taught happen. them like how to recognize they were in a dream, and then somehow some sort of training that you have that subconscious defense. Like once you realize you're in a dream, your mind starts mm-hmm. to just battle against. I think most of it would be to trying to realize and convince yourself that you are dreaming and this is not but reality. Who, yeah. who is the who is the character they created? Is it Mr. Brown? Is that what they go with? I'm sorry that I fucking am spacing that. Uh, but when they're like when they go with the but how they make the name him of their think, plan that they're going to use. Yeah, yeah, and it's like they make him think that that is the security fallback and just the attention to detail of like well, how you scene. What is that yeah. scene raised with the girl and he's at the bar and oh no, it's Leonardo DiCaprio and he's basically mm-hmm. saying, hey, it's the you're beginning. in a dream. Yeah, he's like, you're in a dream. They're trying to get you, but really he's getting them and he's trying to trick them and it starts raining because uh, what happens and then it starts to tilt. What happens where it starts to tilt because they're it starts in raining. van yeah. that crashes the over the bridge. Had, yeah. The guy had like drank too much or something they said. They're like, oh, Eames, you should use the bathroom or like whatever and it's raining. It's raining outside the van and yeah, they're all swishing uh, around. Yeah. I think that's like what you're trying to get at, Dave, is that when Leonardo DiCaprio went up to the bar, yeah, he's trying to act like he's the dude's head of security and he's like almost mm-hmm. putting the gamble out there of I'm going to tell him he's in a dream and hopefully he doesn't freak the fuck out and follows along with me while we're in. Yeah, that's crazy. Also too, like most of the time with Leonardo DiCaprio, it's his own shit bleeding in that he can't control anymore Dude. as well. So he's such a liability. Well, yeah, the is uh, his ex, the one who passed away, you know, you were very confused because you thought she was a villain or somehow she was also in the dream and you could do that. And you're like, what? How is she in- intercepting into their dream? Only to find out that he was quite disturbed and that his dreams were bleeding in and he had serious issues. And she was just that, that subconscious part of him that was trying to f- fucking home wreck everything. Even the scene of Elliot Page being like going in when he was under and discovering all of that shit. And then he's like, don't go any further. And she just runs and goes into the elevator to look at every floor oh, of the yeah, shit he's dude. holding on to. And that shit yeah. is dark. Super yeah, that dark. that whole flashback going into who and what he is, what makes him tick was was definitely a wild scene. I also loved uh, Tom Hardy's character, man. Eames. Oh my he did God, a great yeah, job of, of acting like the, the I forget the guy his name but you know what I'm talking about the guy the fucking guy I almost got this movie mixed up with uh, Shutter Island when we were saying oh that fucked up scene and I was like thinking the scene where his wife drowns their kids and I'm like oh my god and I was like wait a minute it's a totally different movie great movie <laughs> But fucked up. Um, It's universal. I think every dude has experienced their significant other being pissed off at them for a dream they had about you doing something in their dream, dude. Yes, dude. (laughs) Yes, definitely. All right, guys. Well, thanks for the, you know, Inception Nolan uh, dream talk. I really enjoyed that. It was awesome. I think we're going to play a little classic One Has to Go to close things out. What you gonna pick? Don't pick no stupid shit Because one has to go So, to start things off for one has to go For our first round, we're gonna go with our lightning round picks Just to refresh you guys, I chose Dunkirk Mm -hmm. I chose The Prestige And I chose The Dark Knight What's it going to be, Christmas cookie? Dude, this is fucking hard. It's tough because uh, you want to pick yours, right? I mean... Uh, I- <laughs> 
Dude, I'm gonna have to. Mm, I'm gonna have to say Dunkirk. <laughs> I, I'm pulling Dang, it out. Dang, curveball, curveball. Work myself off, man. I the prestige is just so fucking good. It is prestigious. And then the Dark Knight is the Dark Knight. So you know what can you do? Well, if we're going down that road, unfortunately, Chris, yes, I will pick Dunkirk. Um, out of all of them, I feel like bad because I don't want to pick mine. But you know, I have to say it's gonna be unanimous only because. I haven't seen Dunkirk and I know it's an awesome film, but yeah, the other two. Well, I'll, I haven't seen Alex's Nolan pick either. But you seen the Prestige? Oh, no, no, Prestige. I'm sorry. I was thinking Memento for whatever well, reason. Well, if this, we could always go back and. Pick well, no, because we I will. I will say, no. though, with Prestige, I, the fact that I just found out that was Christopher Nolan doesn't surprise me now in the least bit. Nolan has such a fucking gigantic list of great movies that we're going to do a twofer on this question, especially since we're missing our other bros this week so i'm gonna kick it off again and i'm sorry if i'm stealing it from you guys but i'm going with tenet that was another movie that just fucking blew my mind with its concept go uh i guess before dave jumps on it i'm gonna pick interstellar <laughs> damn Get i was to that gonna google that boy out. for my pick i'm keeping it in the fucking batman family dude why not batman begins when that movie came out that shit was also really sick new take on batman it seemed so serious the cinematography of it was just something we had never seen before for, and it got us super stoked for the sequel. While I agree with everything you just said, Dave, get your ass on the boat because you're leaving the island. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to hop on that train and seems like that's the, the theme here, but uh, it's tough. They're all good. God damn it. But Batman Begins. They are all very good. And I hate to do another unanimous vote off and vote my fucking self off the island, but <laughs> I could never go against Interstellar. I love that flick. And then Tenet, the first time I watched it was when I picked it for the pod and I've watched it a couple times since and that movie is just as crazy as trying to figure things out as Inception pretty much. Yes. A hundred percent. Both Tenet and Interstellar are arguably the same realm of his, of, of, his, of Inception. Just crazy. Alright guys to keep it in the same realm as Inception, what would be your favorite science fiction movie that's not one we've mentioned already on this pod tonight? Not all time. <laughs> I'm going to jump the gun on this and it's if I overthink it, I'll think of too many. But Fifth Element is arguably, I think, a great just sci-fi, fun, not too serious, not too funny. It just hits all the marks for me, and it's still great to this day. I think it's like 15 years old now, or something like that. But well, I'm gonna be uh, super cliche for this pod and go with Dune, baby. Just came out recently, <laughs> but goddamn, was it good, dude? There's no so one here good. to stop me tonight. So good. I'm gonna go the comedic route. I think it counts, right, to say. Men in Black. I feel like when that movie came out, it was so fresh and different and it was just really funny. Will Smith coming into peak Will Smith time, you know, he was pretty much Big Willie style at that point in time, living on top of the world. And that movie, the effects at the time were awesome as well. And I got to admit, ever since I've seen that film, I'll look at people and be like, man, that motherfucker looks like they're an alien. Let's go to Walmart. Well, this time, I'm sorry, Al, but I got to go <laughs> The Fifth Element, man. It's a great film, but Men in Black is just like Dave said, a classic for my childhood and I mean okay. Dune is Dune dude you know that won every award on the things we dig award show so crazy yeah Dune 
doing, oh my God, I, I feel sad saying this, but I'm reading the book taking me too long, but I'm, I'm flying through it now because it's wild. I can't wait for the second part. Such an amazing movie and Men in Black classic. Like Dave said exactly, it, it still to this day makes me think deep down inside that there are aliens on this world and they are dressed as humans until you catch them or do some Men in Black shit. So I'm going to vote myself off the bus or the boat for sure. Off the Ooh. bus. We've downgraded. <laughs> on the small bus. All three of us have gotten voted off and all three of us have voted for ourselves in that round. So we're (laughs) we're doing great, fellas. I have one more to close it out. And I think it's a pretty cool one. Think for a minute on it. What is your favorite piece of movie technology? Vehicle, weapon, anything you can imagine, dude. What you got? Um, The first one that came to mind, uh, it is so tough, dude, because I thought of lightsaber just as I was saying that. But... For whatever reason, the one that came to my mind was, did you guys ever see it was a Nickelodeon movie called Clock Stoppers? And the dude had a watch where he literally stop time and do shit. And I can't remember. I'm sure there was some type of repercussions to overusing it, almost like Click. Because I was going to say the remote from Click, but there's total repercussions to overusing it. So, Mm -hmm. But if there's no repercussions, totally the Clock Stopper, dude, 100%. I mean, there were hella repercussions with that for sure. But yeah, I remember that movie was dope, dude. Yeah, Clock Stopper. Great choice. You actually named the one I was going to do. I was going to pick Click, but uh, only because, you know what, I'm going to stick with that because I always had the fantasy of wanting to just sit back and watch geology un- unwind, like to be able to witness these large scale events happen. And I guess with the Click, you could fast forward and rewind, but huge problems if I couldn't go back. So I'm going to stick with the Click one, even though, I mean, it had a moral to the story to never use that shit. Ooh, good ones, guys. You guys are both trying to uh, control time, repeat your you know, past mistakes. But for me, dude, I mean, no specific movie or or anything, but just any of them that have, you know, faster than light travel, hyperspace, warp speed, any of that shit that would allow humans to traverse the stars within your own lifetime. Not like, hey, we're going to develop cryo-freeze technology and it's going to take 60 years or whatever. But like in a month, we'll be in another galaxy. That shit would just be... How, how, crazy, so would it, how crazy would it be if like somehow we always thought like that's what it was, was like getting in a spaceship and hyperspeed and stuff but like really they discovered how to teleport and once they did there's like a grid and they're like oh there's people light years away that have the technology and we're just like teleporting to their galaxy and they're coming over here and like that's how true travel goes I don't know I don't I'm be dope I just had that thought in my head that'd be awesome I could tell you're not gonna vote me off the island (laughs) but I am gonna vote you off the island man because I've never seen clock stoppers so my bad (laughs) I gotta be honest if I'm going by true technology mine is like a a shittier version of the click controller because the click controller can do a lot more the clock stopper can just, I think, stop and slow down time. I don't think it rewinds time or fast forwards at all. So um, I'm going to vote myself off, man. I'll continue the trend. <laughs> I know you brought up the one. I was like, oh, yeah, click. That sounds great. Uh, yeah, I guess the trend continues. We're going to we're going to go with clock stoppers. Really cool. I mean, I guess you couldn't mess time up too much if you couldn't go back in time. But uh, if you couldn't, if you fast forward and you couldn't go back, then you're also fucking shit up. So anyways, sorry. All right, guys. Well, it's a, we got a boat full tonight, but another successful round of one has to go. All right, guys, before we wrap this up, I just have one final uh, question for you. I know we're all big Christopher Nolan fans. Is there any type of intellectual property or something you're into that you could see Christopher?
Christopher Nolan like helming the project? Man, that's a good uh, question. Give me, yeah, just give me a second to think about this because this would be dope. Something I would want him to do. I mean, I, the first thing that pops into my head is I think I would love to see him do a movie on like human evolution. Like it would have to do with time itself or something, but just the fact of seeing where we will go as humans if we were to survive this this world and the next and on to the next like like interstellar almost but are we still humans like where i'm talking he goes thousands of years ahead to see where maybe aliens not aliens but where we are and maybe what we have to do to basically continue on as a species i could see him doing something like that dude that would be fucking wild man that sounds really interesting too sounds like mind mind blowing but yeah like it'd definitely be a weird nolan-esque story you know i just think like interstellar where you think like he went back through the black hole and like you know just stuff you're like what no that's it yeah man i was trying to think uh an intellectual property or something that i'd want him to adapt but i almost feel like i'd want him to do i know oppenheimer is coming out soon and that's going to be set in like what the 50s but i think it'd be cool to see him do something like historical like in the past like tell some type of famous tale like obviously with dunkirk he can do battles and scenes and stuff like that well and he's always seemed to do you know the modern century or the future to see him go way back into the past like roman or egyptian ancient times and and see him do something really cool with that would be i think would be pretty dope dude roman like you said i thought egyptian the minute you said that but even roman or greece and doing something like that where there's a lot of information but just a dope epic shit that would be cool yeah his visual style has always been so awesome and his cinematography that i think to see him do a really well done period piece would be um dope but if i had to see him take on like a a franchise or something known i've always wanted to see someone do something really cool within the warhammer universe dude warhammer Forty Thousand. Oh yeah a million different novels and stuff within that universe some of them are you know just action and some of them are pretty complex uh to see someone pull it off successfully would be dope this one's kind of a long shot but it'd just be a funny one almost too but to have like a serious take on it i know we threw it out there a while back but a live action rick and morty one day maybe an older jim carrey with christopher nolan helping it to just make it super serious and like dark that'd be pretty cool hell yeah man just the idea i was almost surprised none of us brought up the portal gun in a sense that that piece of technology would be wild also horribly dangerous and irresponsible if used wrongly mm-hmm. but sick jim carrey man that'd be cool like if he just comes out of retirement and does that but i don't know i'm excited oppenheimer sounds like it's going to be another historical piece but very excited yeah it's going to tell the story of the manhattan project and the creation of the uh the atomic bomb so looking forward to that one. Oh yeah dude that's gonna be intense for sure all right dudes well thank you so much for another awesome podcast a little journey into our own subconscious thanks for listening everybody make sure you're not dreaming and pinch yourself have a good night i'm going to incept this into your butt see you later tight <laughs>